This is Brain Diet, episode number 133. I love so much focusing on the food we feed our body, but I love even more focusing on the stuff we feed our brain. My name is Taylor Ann Macy, and I am a certified life coach. Welcome to Brain Diet, where we feed your brain the best information. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of Brain Diet. Thank you so much for being here. Today, our topic is when eating less is hard. Now, I need to make a distinction ahead of time about what I mean. When we are in a calorie deficit, generally that means we are eating less than maybe we usually do, or we are eating less. I mean, it literally does mean we're eating less than our maintenance calorie level. When we are eating in a calorie deficit for an extended period of time, that can cause physical symptoms. It can cause fatigue. It can cause irritability. It can cause decrease in sleep quality. It can cause headaches. Uh, For women, it can disrupt menstrual cycles. There are physical symptoms that can happen as a result of a calorie deficit. And these reasons, these physical symptoms interfere less with a person's progress than what I'm going to share with you today. So when I talk about eating less, I'm not necessarily talking about just being in a calorie deficit. What I am talking about is in those singular moments where just eating less than you want to is hard. So that's going to mean something like when you're watching TV in the middle of a sleeve of Oreos, like eating less than you want to while you're watching TV is going to be hard. If you're in the middle of a bag of chips, stopping, eating less than the full bag is going to be hard. On the weekends, when you're at events or out doing something social, eating less can be hard. When you're at parties, eating less than maybe you want to is going to be hard. On holidays, I mean, we are sort of in the realm of getting closer to the holidays with being in September. And it seems like this time of year, we get into this mindset of, I need to eat more, I want more for these reasons that I'm going to go over today. And eating less in those moments can be difficult. Typically, the reason why, one of the reasons why it's hard is because when you are in the middle of something, when you're eating something in the moment and you want to stop, but you just continue, you are already in motion doing it. There's already a physical process happening. There's already a neural pathway that's being rewarded. There's some momentum there that can be difficult to slow down. So what do we do, right? That's what I want to share with you today. And so how I have broken this down is I have outlined three reasons why eating less is hard and how to solve for these three reasons. Now I have based this really on what I see most in my clients, like the three top reasons why people eat more than they should and why stopping eating less is difficult. So three reasons and what to do about them. The first reason that eating less is hard is because it tastes so good. This is a common reason that we might provide as to why 
eating less than the whole sleeve of Oreos or less than the whole bag of chips is difficult is because it tastes so good. And this right here is emotional eating. We say this as if it's just stating fact and in a way we are getting some dopamine from it to be sure, but we fail to look at what's actually going on for us, which is that we keep eating because it tastes so good and because that tasting so good makes us feel so good. So if we need the food to make ourselves feel good, it's because we lack the skills to create that emotion on our own. And if we didn't have the food, we think we need it or else we're going to feel terrible. We lack the structure in place to be able to talk to ourselves in a way that makes us feel good, that supports us, that is loving and encouraging and compassionate. And because we don't have that emotional structure in place, if we get the feel good from the food, even if it's minimal, it's going to be a little bit better than maybe how you feel in the moment. And that is motivating to our brain. Have you ever started to eat something and you're like, this doesn't even taste that good, but I'm just going to keep eating it. That's because for whatever reason, there is a small dopamine hit, even though it doesn't even taste remotely good, it is still slightly better than whatever it is that you are feeling in the moment. And so because of that, we end up overeating and we eat more calories than is good for us for whatever our goals are. And it all just comes back to this idea that because it tastes so good, because we feel good when we eat it and we lack the ability to create that for ourselves without the food. And an idea that I will offer here is in these moments, this is where we really have to work on believing that we can feel really good about the person we are becoming. If we stop in the middle of a bag, in the middle of a sleeve, uh, if we eat less on one of the eating holidays, we have an opportunity to say, I am eating less and I feel really good about the person that I'm becoming. I feel really good about how I'm committing to myself and how I'm showing up for myself versus eating just to numb my mind, to numb my emotions and thus sacrifice my health my goals. We do this when we eat at night after a stressful day because we don't have the internal dialogue to talk ourselves through that decompression process. If we've had a stressful day and we just sit with ourselves, if we try to just sit and not eat and we lack this emotional structure to be able to talk ourselves through this, we might feel really restless. And thus we might feel like we need to solve for that. Or we might feel really guilty about what we didn't get done that day. If we just sit with ourselves, our brain is going to go to work to look for all of the things that went wrong that day, and we have to be the ones to know how to manage that. If we don't know how to manage our mind when it wants to look at all of the things that have gone wrong in our day, then we are going to want to go to food to solve for that because it tastes good and because it makes us feel better than we feel if we just let our, our mind run amok. We tend to just sit and we go over all the things that didn't work, that aren't working, all of the problems. And this is okay. Our brains are inclined to do this. Everyone's brain does this. And there's nothing wrong with the fact that it does this, but this is where we need to develop the skills. If we all have brains that are doing this, we need to understand how do I want to talk to myself when my brain wants to make up all these stories about these problems, to make up all these stories about what I didn't get done today. If we aren't on top of it, then we will go to something that's an immediate solution in the moment but is at the cost of our health. It is often compared 
we often compare our default minds what our what our brain just does by default without us managing it as a toddler running around with a sharpie it can do a lot of damage if we aren't the ones staying on top of it and this is exactly the example of it is where if we are sitting in the evening and we've had a stressful day our mind is that toddler running around with a sharpie and it's looking at all of the things that are wrong and why we aren't good enough and why we didn't do enough and that can lead us to feel like we need to eat to compensate for it because we don't want to feel all those things we don't want to listen to our mind thinking all those things and so if that's the case that's where we have to develop the ability to look at our mind look at what it's doing and have a conversation with it and be able to have some back and forth so that you can manage your mind versus just being a victim to it we must let go of the food while simultaneously thinking in a way that fills that void because food likely if we are eating because it tastes so good is filling some type of void so if we remove it there's going to be a noticeable void in your life somewhere and so we have to consciously be very deliberate in thinking in a way to fill that void so we're feeling uncomfortable we have this void we have to be able to think i'm doing this because why what would be your reason for doing it it has to be strong enough and compelling enough for you to be able to follow through And that doesn't mean it has to be grand necessarily, but it does have to be clear to you so that when you're uncomfortable, your reason is stronger than your discomfort. I'm doing this because I want to feel good tomorrow morning. For some people, that is motivating enough to not eat at night. Other people, it isn't. You have to be the one to check in with certain thoughts and how they feel for you and if it's motivating enough for you to follow through. So if you do want to eat less, why? Once you can figure that out, Remind yourself of that. Be deliberate in telling yourself that when that void opens up. I would also offer an idea like I can feel any emotion. When you're sitting on your couch at night and your brain wants to think thoughts that make you feel guilty and it wants to think thoughts that make you feel anxious, how can you embrace those emotions and trust your ability to feel them? When you feel those emotions, nothing has gone wrong. They aren't going to hurt you. If you just allow them, if you allow them to vibrate in your body, nothing is going to go wrong. They can't hurt you. So for you to really believe that would help you move forward in saying, I can feel any emotion instead of having to eat my way through it, which could lead to you saying something like, I'm feeling X emotion and that's okay. I'm feeling anxious and that's okay. I can just be with this. I can allow this to just be in my body. It's uncomfortable. And the goal isn't necessarily for me to be comfortable. The goal is for me to matter enough to myself that I can take care of my health in a way that is loving and aware and not just trying to numb it away with eating my way through my emotions. You can think something like I matter more than this food does. Now these thoughts aren't going to make you feel better in the moment. That needs to be clear because like I said, there is going to be this void, but these thoughts are going to be compelling enough, or at least we want to find thoughts that are going to be compelling enough for you that make the discomfort more worth it than eating the food and just feeling good right now. You can ask yourself questions. How can I support myself in these moments when that void is there? Why is this important to me that I stop? Why is this important to me that I do eat less? Eat less. And why is stopping worth it? Why is it worth it to me to stop eating when I want to eat more, when that momentum is happening, when it just tastes so good and it just feels so good? Why is stopping worth it? Take some time asking yourself these questions and answering them. Having this conversation with yourself can help you develop the structure and the emotional skills in these moments to know what to do. Because what happens is when we're in the middle, when we're in this momentum of eating, feeling good, eating, feeling good, 
numbing ourselves away from whatever it is that we were initially feeling, we almost grieve the stopping. Now, it might feel depriving at first. Like I said, you're going to have this void and you are going to be lacking what usually is a dopamine hit. So it will feel depriving at first, but all you are doing is just physically depriving a dopamine hit. When it comes to your body and its nutrition, you are not being deprived. If you are making a plan for what you want to eat the following day, if you are following macros, if you are being really conscious with each bite you take throughout the day, and then it's just at the end that you are eating because it feels good, then your body is not being deprived. Your body has what it needs. If you are being conscious in all the other areas and doing your best to eat very deliberately, your body will have what it needs. You will not truly be being deprived of any necessary nutrients or calories or food. Your body has what it needs. You're just being deprived of a dopamine hit, of a feel good. And it's important that we make that distinction because sometimes we're like, am I being deprived to the point that it could be adversely affecting my health? And generally, most of the time, the answer is no. You are not being deprived to that point. But we believe that and we use that as an argument to continue eating. Well, I just don't want to be deprived. To feel deprived emotionally is something that we create with how we think. It comes from a thought like, I need this and I am not getting it. Which if you think that way, that is a lie. And yet, if we don't question a thought like that, that's the toddler with the Sharpie that's causing some damage. Because the truth is, we don't need it. We don't need it. And yet, if we believe that thought, then we're going to do whatever we need to do to get it. This is why you have to have thoughts and things prepared for those moments. Have a willingness to feel a little bit uncomfortable for the sake of your health. You have to ask yourself useful questions that will help you stick to what it is you want to stick to and do eating less. Like, how can I support myself? Why is stopping worth it? You can believe instead of thinking I need this and I'm not getting it, you can believe I am being taken care of 100%. Does that mean I'm going to feel good? No, it probably means the opposite. that I'm going to feel a little bit worse before I feel better because normally I'm used to just feeling good through the food. But you are being taken care of 100%. And your willingness to feel those emotions is you taking care of yourself, even if it's uncomfortable. Exchange the sadness that you feel over stopping for pride. Pride in mattering more than the other half of the bag. Now, this pride in you and your mattering is much more long-term. Because in the moment, it feels like that other half of the bag matters and your brain's just going to like keep pushing at you as if it matters but you are the one in charge to say no if I think about my future if I think about really what I'm doing right now I matter more than the other half of this bag I challenge you to believe that like check in ask yourself does this other half of the food that I'm eating does this other half of the plate does this matter more than how I'm going to feel tomorrow my health my weight so that's largely reason number one is because it tastes so good And it's such a simple reason. And yet it is very important that we understand that it is emotional eating and it can adversely affect our health. Reason number two, that eating less is hard is we do it as a way of not taking action, of shutting down the scary things that we aspire to do. Now, some things that we aspire to do are problems to solve and other things we aspire to do are goals to achieve. And we can shut both of those things down with food. For example, I coached a client recently on a workplace relationship. 
she wanted to create unity on her team that she managed. And there was some contention and miscommunication happening. And she was feeling so unwilling to do something that was scary to her. It was scary to have to approach this team. It was scary to have to not be confrontational necessarily, but to bring up things that are uncomfortable. This was scary to her. And so during her lunch hours, during her breaks, she would eat. She would use that as an excuse for not going and figuring out how to create this unity on her team. And this was something that was important to her. She wanted to have a good workplace environment. She wanted to have good relationships. She wanted to have this team that was unified and understanding and well-functioning. And yet she couldn't solve that problem because she was afraid. So she used eating as a way of not taking action, as a way of shutting down the things that scared her. Now, this can also apply to the goals that we want to achieve. For example, let's say you want to put yourself out there in some way. Let's say that you want to be brave and do something that is a little bit scary for you. When it comes time to work, how how often has this happened to you? This happens to me a lot where when I, it's time for me to work and I I'm sitting at my desk and my brain will just be like, oh, why don't we just go get a snack? Or I'm like, okay, I need to run to the bathroom really quick. And then on my way back, I'm like, oh, let's just like open the drawer and see if there's anything good in there. Like this seems so innocent. And yet our brain is like you working, you putting yourself out there, you doing something that's scary for people to have thoughts about you and to judge you and to give people a chance to reject you. All of that is extremely scary. And so instead it's like, well, no, this is just like a, a harmless idea. Let's just have a snack. And this is continuous, right? As I'm sitting here at my desk, it is constant like, well, let's just go, let's just go eat something in some form or another. And this is what has been really the key to me creating a successful business is my ability to disregard that. And not only just with food, but with any type of distraction that my brain wants to offer is for me to say, I want to do something that scares me and I see that my brain is trying to sabotage that because it doesn't want to get hurt. And my ability to continue to take action anyway, despite being afraid, is what has led to me creating more money than I ever thought I could make and a business that is successful and really fun and enjoyable. So when we use food as a way of not taking action, What I will offer here is that we need to learn how to be afraid and still do things, how to be afraid and take our brain when it offers every reason to distract us and know what to do with that. And then we need to learn how to be disappointed when those things don't work out because we eat to avoid getting hurt. We avoid rejection. And then if we are ever brave enough and we do something and it doesn't work out, then there's disappointment and there's sadness and there's all sorts of negative emotions. And all of that is motivation enough for the brain to be like, we aren't doing any of that. Let's just eat instead. Let's just scroll instead. But the second we can learn how to be afraid and do things and then how to be disappointed when those things don't work out, what we can create in our lives is limitless. We need to learn how to do the things that we don't want to do where eating would be easier and it would feel good, but at what cost? If you have a goal, if you have a problem that you want to solve, can you imagine if you were willing to feel all of the negative emotions that came with it instead of eating them, 
Like what would stand in your way? Nothing. Your willingness to feel negative emotion in relation to your goals is in direct correlation to how successful you are at them. Like if I ate instead of every time I've sat down to write a podcast episode, I would have no podcast episodes because many times I sit down and I'm like, well, I don't know what I want to talk about this week. I just don't have anything valuable to say. Well, let's just go eat something instead. Well, let's just scroll, right? My brain is so brilliant with the way that it offers all of these arguments of other things that are much more appealing and much more compelling. And if I listened to that every time, I mean, this podcast is two and a half years old and we've got what, this is episode 133. I'd have nothing. If I didn't know how to be afraid and do things, if I didn't know how to be disappointed, if I didn't know how to feel embarrassed, I wouldn't have created this. But because I'm willing to feel those things, I've created something that I think is pretty awesome and really fun for me anyway. We need to learn skills that will prevent us from using eating as a way to avoid life. And that's going to be coming from us anticipating what our brain's going to do, which is offer up all of the arguments as to why anything else is going to be more valuable and better than what we actually want to do, which is the work. And we need to be able to talk to our brain so we can anticipate it. And then when it happens, what do you want to say to your brain in those moments? Like, oh, here's my brain saying we should go get a snack instead of, you know, writing this blog, recording this podcast, starting this business. What do you want to say to your brain in those moments? And how can you embrace being afraid and doing things? And get really good at feeling disappointed when things don't work out. Man, all of the disappointment that I have felt over the last couple of years has been so worth it. So that is reason number two, is that we use eating as a way of not taking action, of shutting down the scary things that we aspire to do or problems that we aspire to solve. And this is why eating less is hard. That's the second reason. Reason number three, now this is a common one, a really common one, is that we worry about wasting food. We're like, well, I don't, I, I need to keep eating it because I don't want to waste it. Now, this is a fascinatingly compelling argument for so many of us. And I think it deserves to be talked about for that reason. But when you eat more food than you need, when you overeat, when you finish the bag, when you're not even hungry, you will be wasting something no matter what. You are either wasting your food or you're wasting your money buying extra food and you're wasting your life and your quality of life because of the way you're eating. Did you know that wasting food could add years to your life? It could add quality to your life. It could add energy to your day. It could get you into smaller clothes. It could get you off of medications. Wasting food could be an ideal choice so much of the time. And yet we make it this moral thing about, I don't want to waste the food because. So whatever that is for you, if you don't want to waste the food, what is the reason why? And challenge it. For one, people will say, I don't want to waste the money. But listen, you are either wasting a few dollars of food if you're at a restaurant or at home and you've bought way more than you need to eat, or you're wasting away your health. It's really something that we need, to che- we need to check in with ourselves and question. Like, do you know what? I think that my health overall, my quality of life is going to matter more than a few dollars of food. I'll offer you a thought that I often use in these situations is if I am at a restaurant eating out, if I have a large meal 
I will oftentimes just take home leftovers. And in that case, it works great because then I don't overeat and, you know, I'll just eat the rest of the food at a different time. Other times though, if I don't really have enough to take home, but I'm already full, do you know that kind of like, okay, I'm full, but there's not enough for like a full meal to take home, but there's still kind of a substantial, like it's kind of that gray area. You know what I mean? The way that I think about it is when I'm eating out, the money that I am giving to the restaurant is contributing to my whole experience of the night. So like if I'm on a date with my husband and we go out to eat and maybe we go see a show or something like that, the money that I'm paying is not a dollar per bite. I'm not, when I buy a steak, when I purchase a steak at a restaurant, I'm not paying for each bite. I am paying for an experience. I'm paying for the experience of the restaurant, for the experience of being in good company, for having good conversation. And that is money I love spending. And so if there is food left over that I've stopped eating because I've listened to my body, it doesn't matter because I've just had the experience that I have wanted to create for myself, both emotionally, because I'm paying attention to what I love about every part and not just the food on my plate, but also because I am not eating past the point of fullness that I'm listening to my body, that I'm honoring its signals. So if you're ever in a restaurant and you're thinking, I don't want to waste the food, or if you're ever sitting at a plate in your home and you don't want to waste the food, think of the experience that you've paid for. Think of what you have paid for as an experience. The food that you have bought is creating an experience for you, and that can be enough. And so if some of the food itself gets wasted, it's worth it because of what it can do for you, because of the benefits that could be yours by not eating the food, by wasting the food. So if this is something that comes up for you a lot, I want you to ask yourself, why could not eating this be the best decision I could make? Why would wasting this be a great choice in this moment? Why is wasting this food the best thing that I can do for myself? So if that's something that comes up for you, that's what I want you to ask. I really want you to challenge that because it's either wasting the food or it's wasting your money or it's wasting your health. And I would argue that it's much more important to pay attention to your health because money can be made, but health is something that we can often sabotage to the point of no return. Now, I mean, that sounds morbid. There's so much we can do all the time and we are always at a state where we can change and we can implement habits, but health is going to be much more valuable than a few dollars on food is the point I'm trying to make. So let me just recap three reasons why eating less is hard. Number one, because it tastes so good, which is emotional eating. Reason number two is because we do it as a way of avoiding the things that scare us. And so we don't want to be afraid and it's easier to eat. Reason number three is that we worry about wasting food. Those are the three reasons. And what it all comes down to is being on top of your mind and the thoughts that it's thinking and deciding on purpose. How do I want to interact with my brain in this moment? How do I feel when I'm telling this story? What questions can I ask that are useful that help move me in the direction of my goals, that help move me in the direction of loving myself and creating more health, better health, in creating a better day tomorrow? So that is all I have for you, everybody. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you next week. Are you ready to lose weight, but you don't know where to start? I have something for free that can help. Here at Brain Diet, I offer a free set your custom macros call. 
On this call, I'll want to know what your goals are and set you on the nutritional path to achieving them. This is a private call with me where I get all the information about you and your body so I can deliver a custom calorie and macronutrient count that when implemented will lead to weight loss in a kind and nourishing way. And if you're ready to hire a coach to walk you through every step of your weight loss journey, I'll tell you everything you need to know about that too. So if it's your time to start losing weight in a sustainable, healthy, and nourishing way, sign up for this free set your custom macro call at the link in the show notes. I'll see you soon. Thank you.